0: Hey everybody, this episode of Star Trek The Next Conversation is once again brought to you by the good folks at the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum in Hollywood, California. Ripley's offers an all-age experience featuring a collection of art and weirdness from all over Sector 001. Ripley's collection spans from the time before we kept star dates till now. Star Trek The Next Conversation listeners can get buy one, get one free adult admission for the auditorium in the month of July. All you have to do, Andy, is mention admiral myra's favorite trek era
1: costume to get a deal so what would you say to them i mean I, i've heard you express a lot of opinions but it's the uh, star trek 2 <laughs> uh, well you're still insistent on that huh uniform you're just
0: not gonna give it to me you're gonna not gonna give it to me the, the clear
1: favorite <laughs> the uniforms in general they mention or the admiral's uniform I think we had this debate. Oh last week.
0: god. We're going to say the uniforms in general. Okay. The so the uniforms, uniforms from, Star from Star Trek, Star Trek to too. the Wrath of Khan. Why do you like those? They're just They are so militant.
1: Flattering. They are so militant. militant.
0: Yes. And I uh, at the end of the day I've always felt that uh, while their mission is exploration, they are a military organization. Even though they're not. Well, I don't think they'd have so many phaser banks and photon torpedoes if they were such a not-military organization. (laughs) that is fair. Yes, that's very fair. So head over to Ripley's Hollywood. Get buy one, get one free. All you have to do is mention Admiral Myra's favorite Trek uniform, which is the Wrath of Khan era, and you will get buy one, get one free. Ripley's will give you something to discover. Believe it. Bo, could you stop licking during the podcast? Hey everybody, welcome to Star Trek The Next Conversation. Andy and I are here. I'm Matt. I'm Andy. We have been just hanging out, singing, not singing, I guess sort of... uh Twanging? Twangin? Verbal twanging? Verbal twanging, <laughs> the Sanford and Son theme. Acapella uh, twanging? Really, it's, it was a hoot. I'm sorry we only recorded uh, a tiny, tiny taste yeah, it of it. it was going on for a while. If you want that kind of magic, you could do a couple things. <laughs> you <laughs> you <did>. could... <laughs> You could get a job on the Goldbergs. Sure. Sit in on the room. I'm sure at some point we'll do it again. Yeah. Uh, You could become personal acquaintances with Andy and I.
1: Uh
0: Uh, We'll hang out somewhere, and I'm sure if you ask, we'd be happy to regale you in the Sanford and Sun theme. Or you could just keep listening to this podcast, and I think that's probably the easiest and uh, least painful of the three.
1: Uh, I certainly... I certainly concur with that. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to become friends with us. You, <laughs> you don't, don't need that in your life. <laughs> you don't need that. You don't need to
0: go to work with us. You you hear us yeah. enough on the podcast. Sure. Uh, so yeah, here we are, Star Trek. The next conversation. We are we are we are toe deep in season two. Toe deep doesn't sound very far. Well, we're only two episodes into it. That's true. Massively long season. That's a very polite way of. Of framing that metaphor that I haven't heard before, I just made it up. Nice, Matt Myra for the
1: win. Snow Strike Zone, Andy. He's been pushing. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember what the moment was, but do we do we even know why I came up with that? I think it was just no a Jen
0: he, uh, Jen Irwin who writes on the show with us. She yeah. also plays Virginia Kremp right on the on the on the on the Goldbergs. She was we, somehow the idea of uh, oh we were going to punch Adam in the box right. That was the. That was the joke on joke the joke in the in the direction on the on the script, and uh we just sort of got into a weird discussion about why the box? Why is it called and the then, box?
1: And then I was silent for a long time, and it might have been minutes after we were done with that conversation. I said, could we could we get away with, and would it be okay?" Because it seems like what we should call it is the strike zone. <laughs> and I said... <laughs> for a lady's genitalia absolutely, area. Absolutely.
0: Lady, lady and fellas. That and absolutely fellas, sure. is phenomenal because it encompasses from chest high to just above the knees. Yeah. Which makes for the entire strike zone. And uh, it's something I've been pushing. If you listen to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure, you'll hear us mention the strike zone when referring to my... Wipes reproductive parts.
1: <laughs> Which, as you say, uh, she, she does not enjoy as of yet. Nope. Which was honestly the reaction of most of the people in the writer's room. Uh, some of them yeah. objected uh, to uh, it. I think everybody. Creative basis, some of them objected to it on uh, other issues. Meanwhile, here I but, am, uh, just pushing it hard. He's pushing Everywhere it hard, I go. And uh, I support him. <laughs> uh, I mean, we could also... Maybe trek themed. Yeah, we could call it the neutral zone. The neutral zone. Hmm. I feel like the neutral zone would be like a more apt metaphor for, say, if you're on a date. Yeah. And you're both not sure where it's going, and you're or you're not sure zone. if you're gonna I make think you're it just out or something outside the neutral zone. Because when you're in the neutral zone, right. it
0: is nothing but high octane action is that i I guess that's true but it's conflict isn't it sure is. i think i just described all relationships (laughs) if
1: you're in the middle of a breakup you're in the neutral zone
0: (laughs) anyway uh, Uh, we'll figure it out what you want to do is get into the strike zone that's the point (laughs) absolutely 100 percent. we'll get back to you on uh, how the strike zone is going if it's entered the lexicon if we can find it in urban dictionary uh that's
1: really our ultimate goal Matt. Yes, sir. Uh, it's time for us to enter the Admiral's Club. Oh,
2: to faster review.
1: you want to do your your professional description of the Admirals Club?
0: So if you'd like to become a member of the exclusive Admirals Club, all it takes is leaving a five-star review on iTunes. You can do that in any part of the world you happen to be listening to us in. If you go to iTunes, leave us a five-star review, um, and you can enter into the Admirals Club. You'll be in it if you leave a five-star review,
1: but... You'll be in
0: it and mentioned if you
1: write a particularly delightful review. <laughs> it's certainly true. And here's one right here from, you'll enjoy this guy's name, Oceans07. Ah, I do like that. that's That's a great name, Andy. It is a good one. And uh, he writes, Holy cats, is this a good podcast? Holy cats being a reference to uh, Shatner's (laughs) comment. uh, Holy cats. (laughs) Holy, no, he said it. Holy Holy cats. cats. Having gone through TNG once before, but uh, wanted to do so again, Matt and Annie provide the perfect guide for jumping into the wormhole that is TNG season one. (laughs) Each episode has a solid range of laugh-inducing commentary, Trek knowledge, and theories that fall somewhere in the middle. (laughs) As they venture into season two, this is the podcast i'll be looking forward to the most at least until james bonding returns well that's coming in august everybody um from honest dan we hear yo it's great five stars love to listen to you guys keep up the great work i'm rewatching the series now on netflix because of this uh Excellent. engage your mind says who do i have to know to get into the admiral's club oh. engage your mind you made it congratulations engage your mind Uh, She says, I'm a 50-year-old female creative professional. This is a little bit of a long one, but delightful. Young at heart. Yep, Not a real sci-fi nerd. I'm one of those people who watched TNG during its run uh, and after because it helped me during a difficult time in my life, as Whoopi Goldberg supposedly said after year one. I didn't know that. Is that true? There you go. It certainly seems like it would have been a delightful place to work through some issues. Um, it has been a joy and a pleasure to revisit it with these two cute and hilarious dudes. <laughs> and the snappy patter gets even funnier all the time. What I'm worried about now. Oh, no. And by the way, Matt, this is something that a couple of people expressed to us. Uh, There's a worry. What is it? Expressed to us uh, this week is that they won't keep going all the way to the end or will leave for a hiatus, even though they, and she has this in caps, they have made a serious commitment to us. <laughs> we have indeed. Um, but she's afraid that'll happen because Matt will have a baby and Andy will start having lots of sex with a lot <laughs> lot of different women because he's so good at it and one of those things is is more probable than the other <laughs> both of them cost about a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> their experience as tv writers really lends a nuanced quality of the commentary stuff about story structure etc i'm a scholar of missed opportunities and there are so so many to talk about from tng all the way to the sad pathetic end of enterprise yeah they also got me uh, to do something no man or woman uh, or two men <laughs> at the same time has ever got me to do watch Skin of Evil again. Wow. And then she had two quote, favorite quotes from the show uh-huh. um, Please specify what kind of bone. <laughs> and the other one, which really made me laugh, but I don't remember which one of us said it Stop being such a Mordock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are terrific. And the last one is from Joseph Flake. Pretty decent. Okay. And, and his comment is, I like it. That's
0: great. <laughs> Thank you, Joseph Flake. Uh, that's all it takes to get into the Admirals Club is the little acknowledgement of how decent we are.
1: And uh, people were so uh, enamored of the idea of a closing club theme that uh, Nathan Roberson uh, <laughs> sent us another one. Oh, boy. Here we go. Here it is.
2: And that's the Admirals Club.
1: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Matt is about to play it himself. Do you want me to hold the mic up for you? I I think I got it. Okay. All right. He's going to record it.
0: That's the Admirals Club.
1: Do you want to improvise another one? And that'll be ours from now on?
0: Sure. Uh, But then I'd have to cut it out of the episode and it would be work for me. (laughs) Okay. Well, then never
1: mind. (laughs)
0: Welcome to the Admirals
1: Club. Should I try and harmonize with you?
3: Sure
1: <laughs> do, do I go low? To the Admirals, Admirals. To the Admirals Club well, I'm, I'm yeah, matching ready? you so. we Welcome <laughs> to the Admirals <laughs> I'm blowing it for you what, Do I go high? How does one harmonize? Welcome to the Admirals Club How about I do that? And then you do whatever harmonizes with that how
0: about uh, all right? Sure.
1: Uh, Welcome to the Admiral's Club. There you go. So that is a. That is somebody a- wants to edit that out this week. So Matt just have to do it and send it to us. So that would be great. That was, uh, pretty terrible. <laughs> Matt, we're being hailed. Oh, Captain, we are being hailed. I don't know what to say before data says his thing probably shouldn't be the exact same thing that uh that data is going to say so um the first um thing i'm going to play is Mm. um you're going to play something i love it is a uh, google voicemail we got if you want to send us a google voicemail all you got to do is call our phone number which is so simple now it's ridiculous it's 816 trek tnc 816 trek tnc so uh, you know we welcome all different uh, perspectives and opinions. Some of them, uh, some of them may be negative, but it's uh, it's important to hear.
0: Hang on, I got a jingle for our for our uh, for our Trek TNC phone number.
1: Okay. Uh, eight, eight, one one T- Tre- no, eight one six. Trek. Oh, it's Trek. I said Wait, start, Three, two. Eight one six.
3: Trek. T- 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 and
0: oh
1: wait, I didn't want that one. T- nah, forget T- it. It's not going to work. T, T- N C T-N-C. T-N-C. How do you want to finish with D N C? T N C C
0: T N C Oh, I'm going to go with a B7 there,
1: ready? Captain, I'm feeling a- hundreds of thousands a- of listeners a- tuning out. Eight, one, six. Yeah. It's, it's kind of sad, this one. Nine, seven, eight, one, six. Can oh, yeah, I hold this up to you so you can...
0: So it's going to be T, N, C.
1: Great. That's great. Okay. T N C T
0: N C. Okay, okay. So
1: eight one six trick. T N C. -C. We gotta do it again. (laughs) No (laughs) one wants this. Take fourteen.
0: Take fourteen. Here we go, everybody. Are you ready? Yeah. Mm. Three. (laughs)
4: <laughs> it's
1: not three. A, Don't include that. Hey, so let's just a, a, 1, 6, track, T, T-N-C. T-N-C. That's the end of it, right? Yeah, so a, 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 one C- a, 1, 6, track. By the way, we're perfecting T-N-C. a terrible sauce. <laughs>
3: 81616
0: This is the worst thing I've ever heard in my life.. I have to stop. Anyone who's listening, anyone who's still listening, thank you very much uh, for sticking with what was the worst musical interlude in podcast history. I apologize. we're recording at my house, which we do, you know, some of the time, and I happened to had I'd, I'd been playing guitar before Andy got here, and it was right behind me. and the jingles just
1: got me. they just got me going. Anyway, it's uh, he's got he's got uh, magic fingers. This guy <laughs> Matt Myra. So, in that uh, on that jovial note of uh, that music, <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Here's a here's a voicemail we got this week. Uh huh.
0: Here we go.
2: There's no bigger asshole in the world than this uh, Andrew Zacunda guy.
0: Zikunda. <laughs> yeah. Oh
2: There's no bigger asshole in the world. That was it.
1: That was the <laughs> whole thing. <laughs> 14 seconds right uh, to the point. That was spectacular. Now, here's my question, it Matt. It was not me. Uh, no, I knew it wasn't you. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But, of course, that was the first thing I checked to check the phone number. And I will say the prefix, both the area code and the prefix are yours. And I wondered, do you know who that is? No. <laughs> Well, it's someone. Is that a Boston phone number? No, that is Pasadena. Pasadena. All right. Well, I'm coming for you, pal, wherever you are. I know you're in Pasadena. You forget I have your phone number. That is trackable. But you know what? I get it. I welcome, I welcome the perspective. I welcome the constructive criticism. Now, Now
0: this person has a 10,000 chance of finding my phone number.
1: Uh, oh, that's true. I'm sorry. Well, you can cut it out. One Come in on. 10,000. Good luck, pal. Um, I, mean, I wonder, if it, he seemed to specify me, so maybe there's only positive things to say about you. Thanks, pal. Um, are you thinking him or me? Uh, either one of you. Um, and then I thought we had earned uh, this next voicemail uh, considerably more positive. Oops. I, sure it would have been perfect if I had just erased the positive one, but I didn't. Here it is.
3: Hey, Matt Myra Andy Secunda. I just want to say, man, what a great podcast. Um, I remember when Matt first mentioned this uh, on The Nerdist, I got really excited. And I got to say, I'm not disappointed, man. Um, Awesome. Which I shouldn't be. I've seen uh, Andy a couple times over at UCB. And, uh, man, I'm not disappointed on this platform either. (laughs) Thank you. Please stick with this all the way to the end. I got to say, I have some fears that maybe you guys will mm. get a little bit tired or your careers will go a little too well and you won't have time <laughs> No for
0: danger anymore. there. <laughs> and a little very, too well. Very,
3: very sad. So please keep it up. Going through uh, TNG again with you guys is just a blast. Um, it's a dream come true, really. Dream and, come true. Uh, keep up the good work, man. You guys rock.
0: Thank you. So nice. That was a very nice email and. and, and I feel uh, rather voice Voicemail. and I feel so bad that I put him through the uh, jingle
1: attempt. <laughs> <laughs> that was his, that was his payment for his loyalty. Um, you know, I just got to go back to the other one. Uh, what, what do you think? Uh, what uh, you know? I'm I want just a, just a I want nice the one. criticism. Just what uh, what would possess somebody? You don't know that next week we don't get the same phone call. But about me, uh-huh. we'll find out. Oh, I don't have a problem with. I I by the way, I would uh, <laughs> concur with anyone who said. I'm the I'm the I'm the sore point. Do on you this show. listen
0: to these after we do them?
1: What do you mean? Like after I put
0: them out, do you ha- do you go back and listen to them? Occasionally, yeah. I'd say most of the time. Have you recently? Cuz usually at the end I put a call to action that you don't hear, which is call Andy an asshole on the voicemail. Do you really? No.
1: <laughs> that would be <laughs> Amazing! What a great way to see if I was listening on the podcast. Uh, some, someday I'll leave a special a message for everyone. Trick. No, I do listen to it because I go. Gosh, oh, I could have done that better. I'm sorry,
0: I'm sorry about Andy on this one. I just I should just do a, a wrap up show for the podcast afterwards. I'd be like, you know, Andy had some good attempts
1: at humor, but he just never really found his neutral zone. Believe me, I'm sure I would agree with any criticism you have, which is why we get along. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Constantly self abusing. Oh, uh, we have a great time. Which is why I'll probably, you know what? I'd probably get along with that guy who called me an asshole. I think he and sure. I are on the same page. <laughs> totally. Totally. Um, all right. What am I doing? Maybe hey, you here? guys
0: can go get some sandwiches at Connell's.
1: It's in Pasadena. Oh, I was going to say, do we have a new sponsor? Not yet. Um. I can't find my other page. Your other. I'm, I'm a sad individual. Oh, about the, so the email? So the next an email? Asshole. Yeah. Oh, Oh, here it is Uh, Okay, Okay. so now we're back Now we're into the written emails This is from Austin Guys, you might remember Here's a little thing for you, Matt Mm -hmm. You might remember I emailed previously And gave Matt a hard time About saying guys so much Oh, I say it so much And I don't think I've stopped (laughs) He said I listened to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure uh, Matt's other podcast With his lovely wife I um, mentioned it there too, and he says, uh, "I heard Matt mention this. He's in his head so much about it. I feel horrible." <laughs> Matt cue emotional synth music. <laughs> I want to apologize from the deepest part of my heart. Oh no, you're worries. the best podcaster in the universe. Oh, uh, thanks, Pat. And without you in my life, without you, my life would be meaningless. Please forgive me <laughs> and my jerkish attempted at humor. You are forgiven. Your podcast is the best, and I'm now a Star Trek fan because of both of you. Oh wow! Awesome. Even after watching the first season of the Next Generation, sir, he hasn't heard our not mentioned. Nine minutes of theme songs, yet. Oh, no, that's true. Um, Lynn Perkins says, this is Lynn in Brooklyn, New York. What up, Lynn? Oh, maybe I shouldn't have said her name. Sorry, Lynn. <laughs> yeah, she, didn't, she didn't specify. <laughs> She'll be great. Yeah, Brooklyn's a big place. It's a big place. I don't know. Eight million people. That's right. <laughs> anyway, so question for Matt. And yes. the answer uh, is provided. Oh, this is a t- quiz that oh, she's sure. sending us. Oh, sure. Okay, We so like, like a quiz. Name two go. key actors, yeah. bet you're going to be able to answer this, in the Star Trek universe who also appeared in the Cheers universe, and she wanted a part for... Kirstie Alley. Kelsey Grammer. Oh, uh, you came up with another one that wasn't even uh, listed. Oh. Oh. Uh, Kirstie Alley. You came up with two that aren't listed. What, really? Yeah, those are two big ones. I know these are.
0: I was going with main cast members.
1: Is she not going with? Main I guess cast I would members? say go go with the uh, go, go with, with the with big God? ones. Wait, main cast members in Cheers. Yeah. Yes, go with I guess uh, minor cast members on Cheers. Major cast members in well, the Star Trek universe. Kate Mulgrew. <laughs> you're you're so. I, I'm glad this is happening because it is really showing, Lynn. Who who the who the boss is with uh, Trek trivia? You're still not on the ones that she came up with.
0: You're blowing my mind. Kate yeah. Mulgrew's on a three part episode of Cheers. Which one? She's oh, running she? for city council and and starts a romance with with with, with Sam. Sam.
1: Yeah, I I, I remember that. And so
0: I'm not... going main in, in Star Trek and minor in Cheers, and I'm still not hitting the people that you're talking no. about. Lynn, you this are blowing my mind right now. Uh, I, I I need some other hint Because I think there's a lot of crossover Because it's on the fucking Paramount lot
1: Let me think How should I Do you want this She gave the seasons She gave the episodes Oh give me the seasons Of, of okay. Cheers sure. uh, One of them is season five Of what Of Cheers Okay and the other is uh, Season nine of F- Frasier Oh that's That's uh, I'm sorry That's not uh, That's the <laughs> I should have read that Anyway that's season nine of Frasier The other one is uh, season five of Cheers I'm so confused. And then where do they appear in Star Trek? Um, One is from Next Generation. One is from Voyager.
0: Uh, Racking my brain, racking my brain. Uh, Robert Picardo? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And...
1: Do you remember what the... I guess it doesn't really matter. And
0: the other actor... Is this actor... Of, of TNG a main cast member of yes. TNG and they appear oh um, it's not Spiner is it Spiner well Brent Spiner I'm remembering mostly from his night court turns right I, is he I vaguely remember but here's the thing Lynn let me tell you what's happening right now in my okay. head I'm remembering Brent Spiner but I'm can't I feel like I'm remembering his character from Night Court and not remembering his character from Cheers.
1: Well that was that was an evening of uh of Brent Spiner crossover. It was just like when they hit the blackout off Sure. All the every, shows. every
0: every every show but Seinfeld had a power outage.
1: So this is a Brent <laughs> Spiner <laughs> I love
0: Larry David. <laughs> nah, I'm not doing we're not doing that. <laughs> so great. <laughs> uh wow, yeah. So I also gave you uh I gave her some other uh, answers to the question she asked
1: i know well anyway it was do you want me to just please like, yeah so it was brent spiner uh on cheers season five episode 17 never love a goalie part two uh okay all right Let me see if i can um and then the other one is robert picardo uh-huh um frazier 2001 yep. season nine episode 11 bully for martin mm-hmm. was he the bully for martin no Bully for Martin, meaning good for Martin. Oh, I see.
0: Um, <laughs> of course, it's Fraser. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that is great. I also hope you enjoyed my Trek knowledge.
1: <laughs> yeah. This is here. I'll play a little clip of Brent Spiner on. Please do.
0: This is when Carla. off
4: now. Ask R- you, R- R- Bill and Sherry Grant. That's right. What an incredible coincidence. I was the foreman of the jury at your trial. Oh,
3: yeah, the one with the notebook.
4: Oh, you noticed.
1: It was hard not to.
4: I was keeping track of the testimony.
3: Diane Chambers. Well,
1: it's a pleasure to meet you. Why weren't you at the party? You must have been party? a sleazy what lawyer. Party?
3: The party the jury threw for me. I'm surprised they would have had it without you. You seem so attractive and intelligent.
1: Yes,
0: well, those qualities
4: confuse some people. Besides, I had to work.
2: Who cares about me? The important thing is you two are back together again. Thank you. Could we maybe order? Uh I'd like a glass of white wine. wine. What what would you like? I'll have a bloody Mary.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Must be a murderer.
4: Excuse me. I know this is very forward of me, but... The last time I saw you in court, you were ranting and raving, calling this man a wife-murderer. It's very shocking for me to see you missing him now so blissful. I guess I just realized how much I love him. I really admire you, your trust, your conviction. If you don't mind a little friendly advice, I'd sleep with one eye open. (laughs) I'll get the drinks.
1: There you go. Uh,
0: And for fun, I'm going to go ahead and play... A little clip for Mr. Secunda that may... uh, 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 uh,
1: uh, I'm probably not going to like whatever's
0: happening. (laughs) Uh, Here, have a listen.
3: This is Captain Morgan Bateson of the Federation Starship Bozeman. Can we render assistance?
1: Oh, yeah. That's Kelsey Grammer. Nice. That really must have been a great moment for you. Captain
5: Jean-Luc Picard of the Federation Starship Enterprise. We're just going to ask you the same thing.
0: I will not spoil any more. That's for Andy, everybody. You all know at home what happens. Uh, okay, so okay. is that our mailbag for the day? Uh, we or gotta, do we have more? We, gotta, we got two oh, more.
1: Let me uh, fire the uh, engines back up here. Sorry. Yeah, what's happening? Oof. Larry Levine, our good friend, writes, Hey, Matt and Andy, if you want to see a decent dramatization of the original Star Trek Phase Two script for the child, check this out. And uh, as far as uh, fan films go, the New Voyages people mm-hmm. have some pretty good f- production values. Have you seen any of their things?
0: Uh, I've watched uh, some clips of some things they do. They do have extraordinary production value.
1: Uh, yeah, I watched a little bit of it. It was pretty amazing. I don't. I'm just going to pick out some few clips at random. Here we go.
0: But it probably wouldn't
5: be
3: here otherwise. Come.
1: Well, I've deployed medics to all decks dispensing injections. I thought you'd like yours as soon as possible. Bones, you found a cure.
3: Dr. McCoy taught me all about life and death.
1: That's the the little, the child that Thank is my young growing in an her accelerated She had the rate.
4: cure inside her a week before we even needed it.
1: Mm. Oh, boy. Very funny, darling. Who's my mind to your mind? this is not spock it's someone who's in your thoughts to my thoughts a sure yellow spock? jersey no because there's another guy that is spock in it oh mm-hmm.
0: that's my
3: mm-hmm. like and i've
0: known. some good sound effects happening there
3: it was intoxicating perhaps it was dealt in love perhaps it was from the alien entity
1: okay well Gene you don't write a thousand percent (laughs) well you might have done a rewrite if it was going there (laughs) and the last one is hi Matt and Andy I've watched five or so or so season two episodes today so this is an overall observation I actually like Pulaski more than I remember liking her thank you however yes OMG the racism uh, and then she has parentheses species fucking
0: data it's crazy
1: Bish! This is the twenty fourth century. You're telling me you can't deal with an android without being overly rude to him uh, for being different than you. Even it's, my ninety one year old southern grandma isn't that openly prejudiced. Uh,
0: it is, you know, it is like trying to flavor it with McCoy and Spock, you know, but doing it wrong. It, I guess that's what they're going for. But totally. It, but
1: I think the distinction that was so clear is McCoy was doing it just to aggravate uh, Spock, right? like you could tell that he wasn't really being a racist you green-blooded half human um whereas she is outright really like has an issue with him and um even though i will say that thus far as i've said i uh i like her competence i like her sharpness um i don't uh i don't get that part at all not even just from a level of being offended i just don't understand how that fits into her character is it explained at some point how it fits into her character? I don't know. What's the justification for it? Um, Because I may have to build a theory yeah, on if I they don't. don't oh, really Charlie's
5: know. The very existence proves, in fact, there must be some intelligent form of life on Thesis. He could not possibly have survived alone. The ship's food concentrates would have been exhausted in a year or so. By which time he would have been eating fruits, vegetables, Probes and of Thesis indicate very little. And probes have life. been known to be wrong. Doctor, are you speaking scientifically or emotionally? Gentleman. Your pulse is 242. Your blood pressure is practically non-existent. Assuming you call that green stuff in
0: your veins blood. The readings are perfectly normal for me, doctor. Thank you. And as for my anatomy being different from yours, I am delighted. See? That's the the
1: difference right there. Yeah, it's two guys sparring with each other and knowing that neither of them is a racist. That's right. Um... I don't know. But anyway, I think it's a valid point, uh, Molly. And with that, with
0: that, Matt. Yeah, I suppose we're probably going to do something with the sound
1: effect.
4: Freaking frequencies closed, sir, sir.
1: Let me ask you, as a professional podcaster, yes. Matt. Yes what should i what should i what does one say before they hit the sound effect like what should i so i'm about to hit healing like frequencies close yeah
0: well the problem with you are about to hitting it is the fact that you were hitting it
1: so very uh, delayed so you say if i had said with that and i just hit it then i would have been fine sure all right well then <laughs> there you go and what about when i open it it's time to. Just uh, you know, <laughs> yes.
0: Also, at, at the, uh, with the whole jingle thing earlier, yeah. I'm in
1: no position to give anyone
0: advice on <laughs> <Fair> podcasting.
1: <enough. laughs> so. All right. Uh, and now it's time for This Day in Star Trek. This uh, Day in Star Trek. It was uh, November 28th, 1988. And uh, Baby, I Love Your Way f- slash Freebird medley. By Will to Power led the US pop charts. A song that I did not know existed.
0: That's not the. I
1: was hoping it was a video.
0: Like, I knew both songs existed individually. Yeah. But I did not know this mashup existed. Me? I have no memory of it at all.
1: It's fascinating. It's very Especially odd. Especially when man.
0: they start getting to the free bird of it all.
1: How far in is it? Well, I hear. I
0: think we'll hear him in a second here. Mm.
1: Mm. 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 Mm.
0: So. I guess you can keep reading, and once we hear some freebird, we'll slow it up.
1: All right. Robin Beck's first time is the UK's favorite tune. Scrooge was on top at the box office. Sydney Sheldon's The Sands of Time was still a bestseller. Pablo Picasso masterpiece, An Acrobat, and Young Harlequins sold uh, by Christie's for thirty-eight point three five million. Most what? expensive. What? sold for
0: three thirty-eight point three five million?
1: A Picasso masterpiece. Wow. Um, actor Scarlett Palmer's was born. She would later play the recurring role of Naomi Wildman on Voyager. Oh yeah, I remember not being crazy about that character. No, it was a child, right? Um, Time magazine's headline was JFK's assassination. Who was the real target? <laughs> Twenty five years later, great question. I knew, so it wasn't him. Chances are, it seems I think like you're going a long way to kill somebody. You're probably kill him right next target. to the president. Yeah. <laughs> 25 years later, a new book argues Oswald was actually up to get John Connolly. <laughs> Strange. That's all I got. I
0: don't know if we hit the free word of it all. Hmm.
1: I don't know. Why would this have been
0: a hit other than well, I mean, sort of a great Peter Frampton song? I know, but <laughs> didn't it have its time? <laughs>
4: Here it is.
0: There it is. Uh huh. Whatever.
1: So I think... Gotta tell
0: you, not great. I not guess my they, favorite of our songs. No,
1: made. not at all. I guess they just made a hit by going, what if we took these two successful things? <laughs> Which I guess is... Let's put them together. A lot of, a lot of people do well, these that's days. You well, know, nice.
0: that's, that's You know, it's sampling versus covering, and they're covering not one but two songs. It's like that fucking terrible... That terrible Kid Rock song that... Uh, did that mm. also Sweet Home Alabama? Did. Do you know what it, you know what song I'm talking about? Uh, Kid Rock. It was like did that. Wool Werewolves in London and Sweet Home Alabama. <laughs> really? I was thinking of a different or something one. something like that. that. Hang on. Uh, uh, all summer long. What was it? It was. I think that was the name of it. I think that was the name. We're going to find out in a second here. I'm going to let this ad play for four, three, two, one. Listen,
1: to that guy vamp.
0: I I I I can skip the ad now. Here we go.
1: Well I remember this song. <laughs> you remember this song, right? <laughs> I know. This is Color Money and
2: It was nineteen eighty nine, my thoughts were short, my hair was long. Caught he just
1: did his own thing around it. I don't even yeah, remember that. And then he uh, hits the sweet home Alabama chorus
2: he's running for senate this character
0: kid rock yeah are you serious yeah.
1: <laughs> i gotta get plugged in i have gotta get plugged in kids guys i gotta get plugged in
2: all right
1: whatever
0: that song can go fuck itself uh, um <laughs> should we jump in i suppose we should andy i suppose we should uh, the episode we are talking about today by the way one of my favorite episodes of the series is coming up next for us. Not this one, Ooh, but coming up next. Exciting. Uh, production order-wise, Elementary Deer Data. Is that the next one in this? That like, is. Yeah, I really enjoy that one quite a bit. Uh, okay, so we're talking about one I don't enjoy that much, not to spoil anything, where Silence Has Lease. production number 128, aired the week November 28th, 1988. Uh-huh. Directed by Weinrich Colby and written by Jack B. Sowards
1: who I thought I knew the name of and looked it up, he had a story credit on Star Trek 2. The Wrath of Khan. All right. So this episode
0: is a very short synopsis from the Larry Nemacek Star Trek The Next Generation Companion. Here it is. En route to the Morgana Quadrant, the Enterprise suddenly finds itself inside a black void without form or dimension, a void that is unending and inescapable no matter what direction the ship turns. A sister ship, the USS Mamato, Yamato, rather, Yamato. appears in the void, and Riker and Worf investigate, but the ship is part of the trap, and the men find themselves in a maze of repetition that nearly drives Worf mad with its logic, or rather, illogic. Yeah. Finally, a presence behind the void appears. Nagulum. Nagalum.
1: I don't know why. Nagel. They were basing it on Richard Mulligan, yes. an entity totally who wants to
0: study humans' reaction to death. The super alien who appears on screen only as a vaguely humanoid facial sections separated by darkness announces his will to uh, announces he will use from one third to one half of the crew for his experiments. After much soul searching, Picard regretfully begins the auto destruct sequence with Riker, and later outwits images of Troy and data sent by the alien to argue against the move. With just two seconds to spare, before auto-destruct, the soft voice entity suddenly frees the ship, saying he has learned enough about human nature by watching the crew's preparation for death. In one final debate, a relief Picard tells uh, Nagilam, that's it, Nagilam, that they do not have, they do have one trait in common, and that is a curiosity.
1: Ugh. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, it's it's a bottle episode it sure is and um, I feel like even with the parameters they've set up for themselves they could have had a more interesting exchange between Picard and Nagilum. and totally. uh, Nagilum's perspective is completely like all over the place and vague and sort of dicky one second but you know inexplicable the next This is for all bottle episodes Janie in a bottle.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> had to to this while they were writing. Really, quite a musical episode of the TNC podcast.
3: <laughs> it really is. Yeah.
0: <laughs> if I remember my pop music history correctly, this song was offered to Britney Spears, but she said no. Ha uh-huh. You made a mistake, Britney Spears. I feel like they both did fine. <laughs> That's probably true. It is true. It doesn't not probably. Oh. Uh, Takes me back. What year did this song come out? 1999? I don't know. I don't know.
1: I have no idea. Um, Yeah. But it's less than other episodes because I don't use as many sets.
0: Everything happens on one stage And the actors are all there With little guest acting Okay (laughs) in the history of the planet earth no one has ever put those two things together no they have not nor will they ever again that's the kind of fun you get on the star trek the next conversation podcast Uh, we're we're aiming for
1: television writers uh, star trek fans who also enjoy
0: weird al uh so it starts with the weirdest opening we've ever seen i think
1: just no no captain's log on this one right
0: no captain's log a wandering Picard looking lost and then he says the following
4: you're worried with reason about war for commander Riker
5: both I think it is perhaps best to be ignorant of certain elements of Klingon psyche."
1: does that mean you mean even in retrospect after you know what's going on of course um he might what well, so what is he's he's just observing his training or ah, his so here's 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 what i gather from having okay.
0: seen this episode and of course we always do the episode synopsis so that we aren't spoiling anything if we talk about things out of order um it's the equivalent of like if you decided to go for a run at during lunch at work, it was already science like, fiction with like <laughs> with like Eric and David, uh-huh. and you know they run like nine minute miles in the in the in the heat, right? And I I looked really worried, and some of us said, "What was the matter?" And I was like, <laughs> "You worried like you worried about David and Eric or Andy?" And I'd be like, "All three of them." <laughs> If that's what—that's the equivalent. <laughs> because there's no danger to anybody. There's really
1: no danger to anybody. Right.
0: You're just exercising.
1: I guess. I guess the implication is he's afraid that Worf is going to kill Riker in the holodeck. And uh, and then both Riker will be dead, and uh, Worf will feel really bad about it. <laughs> sure. Also, we'll like, there's no establishment of whether or not the safety protocols
0: are off in this, or, or what? What's happening?
1: Well, even if the safety protocols are on, if Worf tries to kill Riker, will the holodeck stop him? Great question. Does the holodeck stop murders? Uh-huh. It's an interesting question. If anybody knows, write in. No one knows. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe there's an artificial intelligence
0: listening. I mean, you know, the holodeck doesn't stop murders. Because in First Contact,
1: when he... he Oh, he kills the Borg, uh, right? When he makes bullets and he starts shooting up the Borg. It's true. Do they count as, I guess, yeah, sure, they're people, right? Yeah. Um, By the way, I don't know why the Borg's little shield didn't work. That is true. Well, no, because he shot. He was shooting them with the machine gun, which they the shield had not adjusted to yet. Yeah, I suppose that's accurate. I had an answer, Matt. You did it, Andy. You've
0: become the master. I must now ascend to no. Star Trek land.
1: <laughs> Teach someone else. (laughs) He disappeared in a Star Wars-like fashion. By the way, no one ever rode in with the... Oh, wait. That's (laughs) because it hasn't aired. (laughs) I'm talking about the future for you guys. (laughs) We're in some kind of time
0: rift. We we keep walking and ending up on the same bridge.
1: Uh, (laughs) um, Yeah, I think this whole scene... I, I gotta say, I really enjoy opening with a battle, it, I don't know, they should have just thrown out the, the friggin' uh, Picard part and just started with with the two of them, maybe even fighting each other. Um, Would have been very cool, I think. Um, but I do like, I kind of like, <laughs> it's kind of crazy that it's like, the music is totally old school track kind yeah. of battle music. Yeah. And the costumes are terrible. That that r- you know, I like. I will say this. I did. I thought initially. Know, I thought it looks initially like a
0: I teenage mutant m- 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 uh, ninja turtle attacking him. Use the words. There
1: we go. Ninja turtle.
0: Ninja. It. I liked the skull creature. You because like? The- I liked that he when he moves his head, uh-huh. and you sort of see that, like texturally, it's all moving together. I like the idea of like this sort of cartilage covered creature that might have an internal skeleton as well as an exoskeleton I accept that I still think it looks shitty though
1: yeah uh, hey they did the best they could on the little tiny budget that those guys had this is the bottle episode we can't spend any more money on it this episode's supposed to save us money but we got a, a skull guy running around <laughs> It's a final
0: episode, baby Our producer's coming at us <laughs>
1: <laughs> We gotta save the budget For bigger episodes <laughs> We're gonna see the
0: Borg Pretty soon in this season <laughs> Not that soon, actually uh, Dory's going to bed Is she here? She's in San Francisco
1: Oh, right to now. bed, I see San Francisco, I awesome. was born there. I was going to say she really didn't want to see me. <laughs> she's been here the whole time. I'm sending her a picture. I'm doing uh, husbandy things
0: while we're recording the podcast and again, I apologize not being a good podcaster tonight. <laughs> I think it's adorable.: uh,
3: The exercise is over
2: <laughs> <laughs> Ah, that is lieutenant Ah
1: i got to say, I really oh. like this part. You did? Do you think it was silly? Because I kind of... Well, I guess what I like about it is that he's going all Wolverine, or it's at least the Wolverine of the comic books. I feel like in the movies... Berserker they can, attack? Yeah. Does he ever really have a berserker they attack? They kind of the, toned it the... down in all the movies. I think he, in Logan, he goes a in little Logan, berserker. In Logan, he goes nuts, but he has reason to go nuts. God, Logan's So great.
0: It's pretty good. I haven't seen it since we saw it in the theater.
1: Let's They released it. the
0: black and white version.
1: That seems superfluous yes
3: yeah. <laughs> you do this every day no commander usually my calisthenics are more intense but those sessions are too personal to be shared
0: he just he means he's fucking it in the holiday sounds like it that's exactly what he means right I don't think that's what he means but I think that's well, well, you know how like. Klingon's made. Of course that's what he means. You
1: think he's just beating the crap or something? I just, like, the crap out of him. was
0: skimming through this, and I see Will Wheaton as Wesley Crusher come up on the little thing. Yeah. And I just was like, oh, Will's in th-. I'm like, oh, my friend Will's in this thing. <laughs> <And I'm laughs> Who like, would have thunk? I'm like, oh, no, yeah, no, that's, that's Wesley Crusher. Of yeah. course Will's in this. Uh, okay. Uh, where do we
1: dig in here? I don't know. I want to get to that point with Michael Dorn
0: someday i think we all can get to that
1: point with michael dorn um yeah uh i don't know you want to go here let me put i got something i don't believe you you never have something it doesn't really matter
0: um dory asked for a picture of Bo, and now i'm gonna send her a picture of
1: andy (laughs) i'm making a dog face
0: it's really translating very well
1: um I'm sorry, I'm on the next episode, so I'm going to have to You
0: motherfucker.
1: This. I apologize. He's How many
0: episodes stupid. ahead are you?
1: What? No, I'm only on one. Oops. Here we go. Is that you? Or is that me? That's that you. was...
5: Time to further detail the charts of this region. Read again, sir.
1: Eric. Oh, you found something? I have something, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. <clears throat> Here it
3: is. Right here. These are thoughts hardly worthy of a trained and practical security officer. as mm. all. Off. Will you launch another probe?
5: This
1: oh, time, of like class. I skipped over it. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't do a great job. <laughs> <laughs> um, why don't you just uh, take the helm on this probe?
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh script is not that great cause of the limitations of the budget
3: <laughs> um, alright here we go blackness it appears it disappears and then it reappears there's no predictable
5: pattern no sequence
0: on screen there it is mm. I don't see it do you see it
1: Am I right in thinking that it's not really black? The the thing—it's oh, it blue, yeah. right? Yeah. Is it like we can't just have it be black? That's not an effect. Fine. <laughs> uh, guys, five. most of space is already black.
0: <laughs> Are you sure you want this thing to be black? There it is, sir. Well it could have uh, some edges, I suppose like a hole in space make it like a hole in space that's oh, what the script says.
1: How about we make it a low nice low. blue I, I think that' will look real good thanks, Chuck. It's quite different. What if we put a, a, some splotches of other stuff system? in the middle?
0: I don't know I gotta call up I gotta call what up to the production office and see if they could do that because you can't just make it black
1: right. I mean this is this is network television. I know it's network
0: television, but I recently heard that it's one of these episodes.
4: <laughs>
3: This black hole's gonna stand out in the blackness of space. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um. Uh, this is our
0: worst episode. <laughs> you know, we always wondered that guy was would, right about what me. <laughs> we would do when there wasn't a ton to talk about in an episode, oh, and uh, you are all witnessing that.
1: Are we going to be just geeking out later? I wonder.
0: About how great the thing is. Yeah,
1: or is it just going to be like this? <laughs> I, I can't tell you. I don't, I don't know if people will be so worried that the show is going to end. Although we've had, you know, Start we've had some, understand.
0: we've had some solid eights and nines of episodes. No nines. We've had some eights, some sevens. We've Look, had some good episodes.
1: I don't know where the thing is, but it's basically when they debate. Um, here, let me just see. Fucking can... thoughts. Hang on, I'll get it for you.
3: All the probe systems are functioning perfectly, sir. Uh,
1: I have a. Th- okay. You have a theory it's about gone. the pro? I no, I don't have a theory. theory what happened. But unknown, sir. Go ahead. I'm just gonna play this and we'll see what it is. Go, Go
3: to yellow alert, sir. Why? Explain. Sorry, sir. It's
5: Mr. Wharf. This starship operates best when my officers share with me what is on their minds. Why?
3: Thoughts were of an old Klingon legend. A gigantic black space creature which was said to devour entire vessels. Devour vessels? Sorry, Commander. I agree. Like this, China. These are Trump, thoughts Trump. hardly worthy of a trained and practical security officer. Mr. Wolf,
5: will you launch another probe, this time a class one, with full sensor array?
0: Launching,
1: sir. He listened to him. So... Um, but then I, he immediately doesn't listen
0: to him when he then suggests a photon torpedo. Well... Which, by the way, with, I, I, like the idea, I like the idea of, like, if you can't study it, destroy it. That's the wharf way. <laughs> That's true.
1: But uh, I, I like that he's... That's a very... Con- First of all, I just love the performance of Patrick Stewart in the scene. But uh, uh, that it's almost awkward because Worf is sort of being called out on like, all right, you're going to be all Klingon-y about it. Explain yourself. And then Worf is a little bit self-conscious because he realizes what he's saying sounds irrational. But essentially, he's saying my intuition is telling me that this is a a concerning situation hmm. and then Picard's like you know what? we're gonna listen to your intuition even if it's based on mumbo-jumbo uh
0: yeah I mean if anything I think uh Picard is a sound or rather uh, how do I describe him he's He's a very...
1: Sound evaluator of sound his Sound evaluator personnel.
0: of his personnel's opinions. He's a very open to listening to everyone. Uh-huh. He's a... He's a good leader. What is the... I'm trying to think of the word, like teamwork, cooperative. Uh, he's very... Uh, there's a word I'm thinking of that I can't think of. <laughs> Perhaps if Data were here, he could think of it. He would
1: come up with several.
3: Still no readings of any kind, sir. Number one. Number two. I'm going to go with Wharf on this one. Let's
0: be careful. Holy shit. Someone wanted to go with Wharf. Yeah.
5: All right. That's enough, Ensign. Come to full stop and hold these coordinates. Aye, sir.
1: Oh, shit. By the way, on the note of Klingons um, and, your, and your point, yeah. like, that he just likes to fire first, uh-huh. is this what everyone, is this just what a Klingon vessel is like, that as soon as they come into contact yes, with anything for sure It's just, just fire fire but wait a minute what shouldn't we do with just open hailing no no it is not answering or is Worf more of a hothead than most people I think M- Worf might be more
0: hotheaded than, than most Klingons I really do uh-huh. I- 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 ironic having been around him you know for many years mm-hmm. we've now been around Worf for 25 years 30
1: years uh-huh. Jesus Christ not me this is 30 years old this show Matt Teveno Oh, God. He's really seeing his mortality in I'm front of so him. I'm
0: so old. <laughs> Goodbye, Andy. I must have said.
1: <laughs> he's, he's disappeared into the mist. No one... Oh, that was... I. <laughs> keep repeating the same thing such an idiot what do you keep repeating i was about to say the same thing (laughs) but just no one wrote in about the episode we haven't heard yet we have we have a star wars question coming up in an episode that you may have already emailed us about you may have at this point we will
0: be addressing in the episode elementary dear data
1: hopefully um while I'm on it, uh, I don't know if we, we've gotten to it and you're, and you're skipping through. Mm-hmm. They have a sister ship. The Yamato. The Yamato, first yes. of all, which is obviously from Star Blazers, and to me is a little bit too on the nose, in my opinion. Battleship mm-hmm. Yamato.
0: Well, what about the the actual Yamato?
1: Oh, is that based on an actual no. World War II ship? I don't think so. Um, it might be. Uh, I mean... Yamamoto was a strategist in World War II that I know. But whatever the
0: case... Uh, World War II Japanese battleship, the starship, uh,
1: or even its namesake, the World War II Japanese battleship. There is a World War II Japanese battleship. Oh, there you ship, come, the Yamato. Yamato. Very good. Um, but is that what it's based on or is it based on what nerds would be basing it on? Uh, I would say based on all the, the Lord of the Rings vague references in this. It's probably mm. based on Star Blazers. Mm. Anyway, that's not my point. My question is... Do they mean by sister ship that this is a ship with the equivalent capabilities? Because then why is the Enterprise Absolutely. They're both
0: off the line. They both came off. They're both Galaxy-class starships. So then why so is... So the
1: first the ro- first ship to roll off the assembly
0: line was called what?
1: The Enterprise? No. Oh,
0: off, off of... Ever? What do you mean? The first Galaxy-class starship to roll off of the, of the assembly line at the Utopia Planitia was called what?
1: Uh, do, should I... The USS...
0: Mentioned? Galaxy. Oh. Every time you have a class of starship, the first ship to roll off the line is that. I didn't know. So that. So the USS Constitution is the first Constitution class ship, and you know the USS Intrepid is the first ship that looks like Voyager.
1: That's a fascinating tidbit.
0: That's uh, a fun tidbit. That's kind of the fun you learn here at the at the old. Uh, so like the USS Defiant, which is NX, right? And the USS Excelsior, which is also NX two thousand. Uh-huh. NX is a prototype. So that's why there's so many Excelsior-class ships. They are Excelsior-class. The first ship was called the USS Excelsior. And then the Defiant I was in D-Space-9... wondering D Space Nine. about that. Yes, and the, def- the Defiant in D-Space-9 is a Defiant-class ship.
1: So uh, then my more my primary question would be, if, if the Enterprise is a Galaxy-class ship based on the Galaxy Starship, yep. then why is the Enterprise the one that... Everyone's talking about how it's the pride of the fleet and the, the most impressive one. Well, it's the same reason
0: that the USS Sovereign is not the most advanced ship in the fleet. The USS Enterprise is. The Enterprise E is a Sovereign class ship. Because what you do is you build this first class, uh-huh. you know, and then you make tweaks and adjustments based on it, you know, doing its runs and all that stuff, and you can add advancements to it.
1: Well, where does the Yamato come into all that? Is f- it before or I after? I feel like the
0: Yamato was like... Third in the line,
1: so before the Enterprise. The Enterprise yeah. is the most updated Galaxy class starship. I see to date uh, to that point. I think Matthew, you have answered my question handily. Oh, Andy, finally! Yes, I wish I had a some sort of thing for
0: when I answered Andy's questions. I mean, I can play this. I don't know
1: if it really it really hits because it's more of a question answering than a uh, defense, but nonetheless standard defense.
0: Hey. All right. So, several Galaxy starships have been mentioned in novels and board games. Uh, that's not what I want to hear. I want to talk about the actual uh sh- 29 appearances. 14 and okay, so here's the name of the ship's commissioned. The USS Galaxy, which was NCC 70637. The USS Challenger, the USS Enterprise, the USS Odyssey, the USS Venture, and the USS Yamato. Interesting. So that's that's the number of Galaxy class starships. You know, there's a really good um, YouTube account out there called Junkball Ball Media, um, which he does these he does these sort of breakdowns of classes of starships. Um, I'm sorry, everybody. I don't understand
1: what that noise is from. What is that from? Is that from you? Sounds like a sound effect. Is it? Oh, o- you know what it
0: probably is from the, I'm going to guess, Memory Alpha's oh, okay. page. Um, <clears throat> so this guy who runs Junkball Media, which is One of my favorite uh, YouTube accounts in existence. Uh, He does a lot of these breakdowns of starships. And he does one on on the USS Enterprise itself, which is pretty long. But I cannot recommend this guy's account enough. Um, I'm trying to find just so I can play a little tiny clip of it the Enterprise D Starship he has a bunch of different he has a bunch of different like formats for which he uh, goes about his business and one particular one is called Therapy Uh, so he'll do like the USS Enterprise Therapy or the USS uh, Excelsior Therapy Uh, so here's the Enterprise D I'm just going to play a little quick little clip of this can't plug this guy's account enough. I'm subscribed to it, Junkball Media. You should subscribe to it too.
3: Report, Lieutenant. That beam is draining our shields. If they pull down our shields, we're helpless. Warpage, any heading? Engage. Captain, the beam is holding us here. Increase the power. Shields weakening. Shields will be down in eighteen seconds. Okay, the exact source of that tractor beam. Block it's on The beginning basis. of his. One of target. Fire. <laughs>
2: The USS Enterprise NCC-1701D, she's the Cadillac of starships. Had Elvis lived into the 24th century, this would have been his ride. But he died taking a shit, and the Enterprise-D died while in a shitty movie. However, she might be the finest ship ever designed for Star Trek. So let's check her out, taking a look at her history, design, and destruction. Have you ever wondered why the ship looked a lot clunkier in the later seasons of TNG? Oh, Andy's laughing. Or why they would destroy such an iconic ship in her very first movie? Probably not, but you just did now. You just got incepted. (laughs) This is the USS Enterprise D Therapy.
0: So this guy does this whole series. This what this video is about seventeen sixteen minutes long and uh just this is my little plug for him. I hope you all go subscribe. I don't know his name. Uh I just know that he does these videos and he really tickles my fancy.
1: Uh, my next thing is uh is Haskell, the uh the guy who's in Wesley's spot at uh navigation. <laughs>
0: Which I just clicked on his about uh, about page, and he has these quotes. Junkball media is pure genius variety. Junkball media is like Ken Burns with mercury poisoning geeking out. Wall Street Journal. It's okay. Just okay. Wired. Junkball media is a dish best served cold. Better homes and gardens. I've never heard of it. Time. (laughs) Junkball media is clearly what America needs more of. President Barack Obama. (laughs) Nice. Love it. So, anyway, go follow do all the things for him because it's great and this is a bottle episode which means that we not only get to hear this again
2: set me, free, baby,
0: set me free meaning the characters get them out of this fucking bottle episode
1: sure oh so it's a it's basically the the, the song in our version is a cry to not be in the bottle episode <laughs> well I think our our,
0: our song is
1: about bottle episodes, very
0: specific production-related issues with bottle episodes. Right. Yeah. Oh, uh,
1: God. Is Christine Aguilera married? Uh, is she married a... Uh, How do you think Christina Aguilera divorced, and I I think? Would, would get along? I don't know. Let's see if she's married.
0: She. I think uh, that she's song divorced.
1: is great, I gotta say. I think it's a great song. She. Uh, she's a wonderful singer.
3: Anyway, sir. Remember the course in ancient history at starfleet academy
0: ancient history i hate when they do that here we go
3: about the time when men still
5: believed the earth was flat mm. and that the sun revolved around it and that if a ship sailed too far out into the ocean it would fall off the edge of the world beyond this place there'd be dragons it's even said that crews threatened to hang their captain from the yardarm if he refused to turn back
1: Then Data sure makes no a crazy face, line. right?
0: How <laughs> uh, comforting, number one. A bit of an eyebrow Captain, raise. We have no communications outside
3: of the void. Complete your scans, Data. Let's not stay any longer than we have to.
0: Here comes Pulaski for no reason.
3: Have you been briefed
5: on what's happened?
4: I heard, but I don't understand it, Captain. Wish I could
5: say I did. Increase magnification by ten.
0: This is where she becomes so mean.
4: Isn't this impossible, sir? I'm not a bridge officer, but. Increase by 1,000, Mr. Data.
1: What? Why
0: does. Why does Pulaski get to now tell Data what to do? 10,000.
1: Yeah.
3: Oh, this is an ops issue.
4: Does know how to do these things, doesn't it?
3: Commander Data
5: knows precisely what he is doing.
4: Forgive me, Mister Data. I am not accustomed to working with non-living devices. That. Forgive me again. Your service record says that you are alive. (laughs) I must accept that.
1: (gasps) I have a
0: theory. Engineering. (laughs) Oh, go ahead, (laughs) young man. (laughs)
2: Uh-huh. Dreams at uh-huh. It's fine. Avocats. Keep it clean. Is data just pretending to be so dim? No one knows the answers. Least of all, him. It's Andy's Theory.
1: Why does Pulaski hate data so much? This is a great question. I don't know. What's your theory? My theory, Matt, Mm -hmm. is that she dated Lore. (laughs) (laughs) Lore. She went out with Lore. Uh Lore tricked her into thinking, you know, she was human or some some crap. Yeah. But whatever it was, they went out for a while. Lore, you know, it went the way you would expect a relationship with Lore to go. So. And now data is nothing but a reminder, a constant reminder of that relationship. Hypothesis. Yes.
0: To go off your theory. Sure. Perhaps she's so heartbroken. Uh uh, Lore treated her so poorly that she cannot find it within herself to believe that Lore was alive.
1: And exactly. Is thusly projecting sure. this onto data, as we, as you know, as often you will think about a, a relationship that went wrong, you'll say, "Well, that person wasn't even you know a human. That there was, was nothing a, there. They had no had heart. Had a black no heart. heart. They were they were just a just a thing. Oh, just just there to cause me agita. And now he's t- she's taking out her her heartbreak on poor data.
2: <laughs> and his theories are very interesting because it's he's really, really smart.
1: boom. Here you go. I
3: have some answers at last. On screen. The ship is equipped with a cloaking device. Romulan. It's closing. Shields up. Go to red alert. I'll
4: be
0: at
3: my duty station. you are coordinates.
0: This I hate this because like it's like, oh, this episode might get interesting. Yeah, I know.
3: On the photon torpedoes, Mr. Ward. Hold for my orders. There!
0: By the way, uh, when you go to Red Alert, your photon torpedoes are immediately armed anyway. <laughs> it's unclawing. And
1: you think you'd be a bad captain.
0: Whoa, boy. First volley.
3: Direct him, sir. Our shields are weakening. Warner will return fire. Transmitting. They've armed another full spread, sir. Fire torpedoes.
0: Weird <laughs> reactor from Jordan. good.
3: Yeah! Killed a bunch of people.
0: Ah, cha 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 Oh,
3: that was too easy. <laughs> Captain, our sensors show no debris from the Romulan vessel. Impossible. Captain, there's another vessel approaching in Sector 091 Mark 26. On screen. Magnify. It's a Federation ship. No E4 shit. 1305 E. It's the Yamato, our sister ship. The Yamato's nowhere near this quadrant.
5: Open a hailing frequency data. USS Enterprise to USS Yamato.
0: Hey, respond fellas, please. what's up?
3: USS what's Enterprise going on? USS Yamato, respond, please, on this
1: frequency. This is the Yamato. We, too, are trapped on our ship in a bottle episode. <laughs> We can beam over. It's Mm going to look pretty much just like your bridge. We had a lot of things planned for this run. Our captain is also bald. Most people will uh, save a a a a a bottle episode for later in the season when they're saving money on their budget. Not when they're saving effort in scripts. (laughs) How far in are we now? And we still haven't seen Nagilum, by the way. Uh, We are twenty. Twenty-one
0: minutes into this episode, Crazy Town. Uh, I guess uh, here I'll jump us into the transporter. I will
1: say this: I uh, yes, sir. I admire. I was engaged, uh, so yeah. to speak. Sure, I was too. Um, you know, and I will say uh, this: this uh, show thus far. Yes. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, um, it the, in the original series, one thing that I thought was a strength of it is it was very it leaned very heavily on mystery and things happening that they didn't know what was happening and they had to figure them out and I don't feel like up to this point the show has handled that tension that well of like here's a really interesting mystery and we have to figure it out bit by bit I feel like they either give the information too fast and we know what it is yeah or it's just not that interesting a mystery generally. Yeah. Or the solution is always something boring and annoying at the end. Some bullshit. So I will say at this point in the episode, I was sort of like, "Oh, this is kind of interesting. Crazy stuff happening. What's going on?" Agreed.
3: Lock on that other ship, Aye, sir. No problems at all. Can you put us on the bridge? Anywhere you say, commander. I am acquainted with the Yamato, commander. Recommend the aft station of their bridge. When in doubt, surprise them. Them? Who's them? Or may be, there, our senses indicate no life forms. Still, the tactic is sound. Agreed. <laughs> Absent, Lieutenant. I see.
1: Doesn't seem Fades happy about giving into dwarf there.
3: Energize. Oh boy.
1: We've beamed bridge. onto a corridor from the Enterprise-A. Now we're on the Yamato on a corridor. Or is it on the bridge? They're in They're in the corridor. Oh,
0: they're geez. in the corridor. Wandering I around. I mean, I don't know
1: what to do about this episode.
3: Captain, do you read me? We'll have difficulty with that communication. Number one, come
1: in. You know, the bottom line is... All this would be fine, even if it was inexplicable and weird turns of plot of what happens. If it wasn't just under this. Go ahead. If it wasn't under this heading of. Of. Ah, he's running lab experiments, is what you find out Nagilam is doing. And it's just like, oh, it's just vague experiments that he's running. And this was essentially what I realized was this is almost exactly the same plot as Scientific Method and episode of uh, Voyager, mm-hmm. which uh, people have had issues with. To me, it's one of my favorite episodes of Voyager. And uh, How about Year of Hell? How do you feel about Year of Hell? Loved Year of Hell. I agree. I like Year of so Hell. So good. Um, and uh, just for the record, I have not seen the last season of Voyager, probably for the same reason you have not seen the last episode, episode of Voyager.
0: Um... Here's the thing, though. I've seen the last of the season of uh, Voyager.
1: Well, you didn't care as much about Voyager, did you? Well, I mean, I
0: cared as much as a human being can. <laughs> well, that's
1: a lot. But you didn't care about it as much <laughs> as you did about Next Generation. Oh, of course not. So you didn't care as much as I a human I cared can. enough. I have I have beat it. defeated your logic. You can call me Andy, a green-blooded inhuman if you must.
0: In uh, 18 years, when we're done with all the Star Treks... Uh-huh. And we finally finish up with season nine of Star Trek Discovery.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> You'll God tell willing. me how much you love all those things. <laughs> um, anyway, my point was scientific method, which granted steals the episode from this in terms of all the plot moves is so much more specific and detailed and crafted. And the way that they build the mystery at the beginning is logical. And then the things that, that, that the aliens are doing, in the lab experiments with the humans makes sense like each in this it's Nick is just like well what if they're walking on one bridge and they're walking on another bridge or uh, what if they destroy Romulan and see what happens Uh, I'm going to kill everybody it's like nothing makes sense it's so logical and even the way that it ends in kind of the same maneuver except in a much more exciting way at the end of Scientific Method adds up to what they're doing to Captain Janeway So, I just gotta say all that.
0: Boy, here's Andy bringing some Star Trek Voyager knowledge into the next conversation.
3: Who'd have thunk it? (laughs) How did you. Where did you come from? What's going on? ship has one bridge. One bridge!
1: Why would he be so mad about that? Don't understand.
3: One Riker, one bridge!
1: That's Ah! funny. Lieutenant, you're being crazy. This
3: is impossible. Impossible. Pull yourself together. What?
1: So let me ask you this, Matt. Yes, Andy. What are they even, like, when they start to set up the relationship between Captain Riker and Worf. Worf at the beginning of this episode. Yeah. It's like, ooh, this is going to be great. It's going to be a Worf-Riker episode. They're really going to dig in on on who Worf is and and why you know what how he deals with his anger and everything. It's never really dealt with. It's sort of no. just touched on. And so it's even if it's like, okay, well, you're just going to see how Worf interacts in a high-pressure situation, then it's like, all right, Nothing he's doing is logic. None of none of his, his anger at this point. And it's like if you're in battle, okay, I get yeah. why he would act that way. Why is he acting that way now? I don't know. I, I it's shoddily. Written. I think what it shows
0: is that he should not be a Starfleet officer.
1: Uh, totally.
0: <laughs> I think they. I think they do Worf's character a lot of disservice early in the run. Yeah. Um, and I think they do it just out of like not knowing how to write for him or not knowing how to
1: write for having a Klingon on the bridge. It just seems like it's, I don't know, maybe I'm speaking with the benefit of retrospect. It seems like it would be so, such an interesting character that and such a, an easier thing than like what they had to do with Data, where they had to figure everything out as they went. They know what the Klingons act like. Well, not really.
0: You got to like understand that the Klingons appearances up to this point in Star Trek aren't Super you know aren't super deep In lore uh-huh. they're just a You know a, br- uh, a Brute force they're right. just an enemy of, of the federation there's not a ton That's done in Star Trek Until we start getting into these episodes And then once Ron Moore comes in He really is responsible for writing A lot of uh, How the Klingon government works And how the Klingon people are and, and And their religion And their so on and so forth And their culture um. So it is sort of them trying to figure it out as they go here, uh-huh. but I. It still. I just don't know what you're going for here with this character that can quickly lose it just yeah. because he's walking in some sort of a. Ma- like, do you know how pissed off Riker? I mean, Worf would be if he went to the Mirror Maze at Canopy Lake Park in Salem, New Hampshire. <laughs> <laughs> There's
3: one Wharf. You just start
0: smashing everything. Yeah. He would not be a fun companion in a maze at an amusement park. That's true. That's my plug for Canopy Lake Park. If anyone wants to head out to Canopy Lake Park in Salem, New Hampshire, tell him Matt Myra sent you. They'll ask who?
1: <laughs> tell him what, uh, what uniform Matt, is Matt Myra's favorite. They'll say, sir, please leave. Who hates me in Pasadena, Matt? I don't understand. Who I don't could
0: know. I've? I don't
1: know. Maybe I left somebody a... Nah. I would always, I always leave a very nice, healthy tip.
0: You left someone a bad tip, and they, you think they tracked you down via this podcast? It seems long, far fetched. It's a whole.
1: I don't know. Maybe they can leave us clues. Hey, uh, whoever you are, uh, leave another message uh, detailing what the issue is. Uh, I can, I can work on myself. Let's find out why Andy's an asshole. <laughs> Really all Andy wants in life is to
0: find out why he's an asshole. Also to find out what people think of him in popularity forms.
1: That is true. I proposed this week that we have a popularity contest at work. I'm not thinking true, that I was going to come out true, big true on the popularity contest, statement. but immediately thinking, oh, that's the worst thing you can do, is oh, yeah. I wanted everybody to anonymously, anonymously rank their favorite. Oh, my God. Their favorite people, their least favorite people, and then reveal the rankings. I said I would be, I'm such a curmudgeon
0: that I would be so far down the bottom of the list that it would... Probably actually bother me. You would not
1: be the the la- the last though. No, no, yeah. no one will be the last. I think. I guess I felt safe that I would be somewhere in the middle. So I guess what I I'd probably be in the middle. Yeah, you'd be in the middle. I have sure. a good time in the middle. You and I are the same. We're we're curmudgeons that people yeah. are like, yeah, yeah, but yeah, okay. Just one of <laughs> us has a better metabolism. Is it? That,
0: well, that's me. Oh yeah, I've oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> seen the way we eat. That's I mean, fair. One of us looks a. Uh, A lot thinner. Anyway.
5: This game is now wearing very thin.
0: As you can tell by my hair. hold
5: this position. Counselor. You've said that you sense no intelligence in all of this. You haven't changed in that belief.
4: I'm not certain of that now, Captain. I do sense something unusual.
5: Perhaps a different level of consciousness.
4: Yes.
2: Hmm.
4: Perhaps an intelligence so vast it eluded me. Rats in a maze. Exactly.
0: Rats in mm-hmm. a maze. Explain.
4: But well, everything we've been through reminds me of a laboratory experiment, as if something was testing our responses to stimuli.
5: You're suggesting, you're suggesting that we're in some kind of laboratory?
4: Yes.
0: Weird. The reaction Patrick Stewart goes, Oh boy, this is crazy. Oh how am I going to captain's log of this? This is out of control. Guys back in Starfleet are never going to believe me. That's, that's what that face was. <laughs>
1: cool
3: what are you your construction also differs
0: I've
1: just got a slightly different strike zone
3: <laughs> like construction perhaps referring to your gender doctor
1: so right from the top here I gotta say this is
4: Yes, well, uh, he, they're all minor. he
1: can basically he's different omniscient design, clearly I yeah he's got to spin her around I to understand. get a good look at her the masculine and the feminine it
5: is the way in which we propagate our species. Please demonstrate how this is accomplished.
4: Not likely.
0: I'll send you videos from the Riker collection. Whatever you are,
3: your actions are not welcome. <laughs> Let me put up the shield, sir. Sensors still show nothing out there. Your life form surprises me more and more. Is it true you also have only a limited existence? Answer.
5: Isn't this do kind want? of I like you? Totally. You exist, and then you cease to exist.
1: And I gotta say, call it much as it bothers me to say it, Q is better, so much more well defined. <laughs> Haskell going down.
0: Haskell, man, that audition must have been annoying. Oh, <laughs> can
1: you imagine all, all the right. people? All
0: uh, right, so there's this omnipotent being, and uh, it's killing you right now, uh, probably squeezing your brain. Oh, <laughs> it's squeezing your
1: brain. What are uh, all the people in accounting next to the casting office just having to listen what all day is to- what's happening in there?
0: What is happening in there? Okay, I think they're great.
1: casting for the new Star Trek. <laughs> uh, let me play um, Haskell's uh, little moment of arguing it with me. Must be the- a Klingon. By the way, though, uh, I realize there's one of the few... Maybe this is even the third or even the second red shirt that dies, uh, speaking metaphorically. Yes. That's a, That's not very much for the... Also friggin- in a red shirt. Well, that's the other thing that's kind of funny is it's now it's command. <laughs> it's a command <laughs> shirt, but it's still a red shirt that dies. Sure. <laughs> anyway, let me play this.
2: Captain, the
5: Starfix is fading. Data, log on the Amata with a tractor beam. We'll leave together. This was earlier. Mm-hmm. Cannot
2: make the locks. Captain, the Starfix is almost gone. Let it go. But, sir, we can get out. Let it go. No, that can't be right. Bridge, I have
1: reestablished contact But, sir, contact we can get out? He's going to say that to Picard? Beam back immediately. Captain.
3: Come in. Come in, Enterprise. Hold position away, team. I've got
2: you. We're bringing you home. Transporter room, hurry. Captain, it's almost gone.
1: I think think he argues with him one more time.
3: What the hell is going on? Are you all right, number one? I've had it. Let's put all this technology to work, figure out what is going on, and get the hell out of here.
1: He's kind of acting Klingon himself there. Now, he he also smiles here <laughs> he like, kind of shakes his head and is like <laughs> uh, why uh-huh do you want to come around and see it don't care
0: oh I always care about
1: Haskell but no it wasn't Haskell it's uh Picard exactly smiles. I don't care about Picard no, <laughs> he's having some weird emotions in this he, issue. yeah it's very strange whatever the case uh, Haskell saying him saying we're gonna do this but we can get out to Picard it's like dude What are you, an under five? Relax. Under five is if you have under five lines.
4: (laughs) He's gone.
3: We cannot allow you to do that.
5: We will fight you. To understand death, I must
3: amass information on every aspect of it. Every kind of dying. The experiment shouldn't take more than a third of your crew, maybe half.
1: Act so. break. So, After FYI, the person playing um, Nagilam mm-hmm. is uh, written. Oh, I had it written no fair. You
3: know, baby, oh, there it is.
1: Dr. – oh, no, this is the name of his character. <laughs> uh, his character, he played basically in um, – Empty Nest. Uh, no, I'm kidding. It might have been in Empty Nest. It was Earl Bowen. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. B-O-E-N. Mm-hmm. And uh, probably, totally – Probably Bowen, but – You would know him – uh, you can come take a look if you wish. He's, he was basically in Terminator is the therapist and T2. Oh, of course. And T3. Oh, is he in t Oh, that's yes. right. He's in T3 too. Uh, T3 as well. Um, great performance in those movies. And uh, and just a very well-known is character in, actor.
0: Um, God, Lion what Nation. is he... Uh, I, you know there's other credits of his that I'm thinking of
1: right Apparently now but. in a lot of world of warcraft too good for him Clifford the big red dog getting it done um he was in oh he's in Star trek bridge commander oh, oh. Wait, no but uh, bridge crew is the one that we're playing, playing yes playing, yes bridge commander i remember um yeah a lot of other things but whatever so. the case uh my main point is uh, his face is uh the, the the creature's face not scary to me. I don't know if I would have been scared when I was a kid. I my memory of the is similar it things. Looks cute, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's almost like a like an anime character. It's a weird it's a weird route to go, and. Uh
0: well, we could do this cute one. It's 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 $40,000 less to do this cute one cuz I already mocked it up for a Sesame
1: Street. Can't you just draw a new one? Hey,
0: it... you know, I I would normally, but this is a uh, bottle episode.
1: Do yeah. so we have to play that music every time we talk about every it? Every
0: time we talk about what the budget is, I have to play the music.
1: I don't remember It's that the one role. song we cleared. Yeah, all right.
0: <laughs>
3: Yeah.
1: Couldn't get Richard Mulligan His <laughs> quote was way too high He was busy over on
0: Empty Nest They shot at Warner Brothers <laughs> <laughs> uh, It was a multi-game He should have been able to make it <laughs> He really should have
4: been able to
5: How do we fight something that both is And is not
3: there
4: I know this much We are unimportant to it
3: in a battle for survival, Captain. 30 to 50% casualties.
4: Would be appalling.
3: But within acceptable limits. This is not a battle worth.
4: No, a laboratory experiment would be the closest comparison.
5: Is there any reason for not believing this, McGillum? No. All
3: evidence indicates it is willing and able to do as it proposes.
5: Agreed. Under the circumstances, I think there is only one decision. I will not stand by while half my crew is slaughtered sir I do not believe there is anything you can do to prevent it yes there is what destroy the enterprise
4: isn't that a little like curing the disease by killing the patient
5: it's better than standing around helplessly
4: (sighs) why do I get the feeling that this was not the time to join this ship
0: because we're all wearing second season uniforms because <laughs> <laughs> nobody here likes you which I, do, I still don't understand I mean maybe it's they just loved uh, I think that Gates was so that much. was a big
1: part of it I think from they what were just i read like probably shocked that Gates was gone and, and it was totally unceremonious how they in the first episode just like ah too bad about Beverly leaving and coming out of Starfleet anyway
0: crazy I um, love a good old fashioned auto destruct sequence
1: Yes. Uh, although even that's Royal illogical. T. He's like all power basically all powerful. He's another Q kind of person, and it's like Alright. Let's defeat this thing by by turning on the auto destruct. There should be no way that this all powerful creature could turn off the auto destruct. Well, he's not Riker William T or Jean- Picard Jean-Luc. Uh-huh. It's
0: auto-destruct sequence.
3: Does Riker William T concur? I do. Initiate auto destruct sequence. Desired time interval.
1: This is a weird by. conversation. I like Interesting it. Interesting
5: question. How long to prepare to die? What would be least painful for our crew? Move to it quickly or allow them time to prepare for it thoroughly.
1: Which would you prefer, Matt? Well.
0: Twenty minutes, nice round figure. Yeah, <laughs> five minutes.
1: <laughs> to die? Sure.
0: Initial. It's like have you ever been on like a really bumpy plane ride or like a terrible plane situation where you think oh fuck this is it sure i find that when i've been in those maybe two or three times and i really thought oh this plane's going down i'm probably going to die takes about 45 seconds for me to be okay with death you get to the point where you're okay with death yeah i'm like oh this is how it's going to happen nothing i can do i've had a good life
1: i don't think that i trying to think if i've ever really thought that i was going to die you know between you and me i think i might be immortal well and that the way you stay so ageless andy (laughs) i can't blame you for thinking that um i don't know that i've ever really thought that i was i guess i must have at some point whatever the case um 45 seconds is that's pretty fast you ever like have food poisoning Uh uh-huh you ever think you are going to die while you had food poisoning? <laughs> no, I am not. Ironically, for someone as pessimistic and and gloomy and self abusing as I am, I am not an alarmist. Mm. I don't tend to think that a that a flight is going down when people have stuff happening around me. I don't. Or I don't think oh the worst possible scenario is going to happen. Yeah. I think about this. I think I obsess about the small things going wrong. Yes. So if anyone has an analysis of what that means about my personality, please feel free. Maybe people have an analysis about me. Can I? Uh, oh yeah, sure. Pipe in. What is it? A- no, please don't. Okay. Right I have going. a therapist. He doesn't want to hear it. Oh, yeah, okay. Can I, let me uh, shift gears and ask. Uh, um, what? How fast is transwarp drive? Uh. What the warp, happened? The warp to trans-warp
0: scale warp drive? is so its f- all up. different now. Well, I think warp transwarp drive would have worked had Scotty not taken those three bolts out of the engine.
1: <laughs> right, but did they just abandon transwarp drive did. after that? Oh,
0: I guess it doesn't work.
1: <laughs> I'm really proud of it.
0: Uh, I like the uh, pylons that go up on the Voyager. I like how the warp pylons yeah. raise in the cells. Yeah. You know when it's going into Super Warp.
1: Those are nice.
0: I like the Voyager a lot. It's a good ship. There's a nice junk ball media retrospective on Voyager that
1: I think is a two-parter. Oh, really? Yeah. I really might have to watch that. I did like that ship. I liked that it was smaller. Yeah. It was maneuverable. I liked that it was a science ship. Yep. Um, Data smiles again in this episode. Yes, he does. In a weird way. Data's... Well, I
0: think it's when... She says that she must recognize that he's a human, or he is living. He goes.
4: Hmm.
0: <laughs> auto destruct interval twenty minutes.
3: Twenty minutes to auto destruct.
1: What do you think of this scene here? Which which one?
3: I have a question,
0: sir. Fake data and fake Troy. Yes, what is it?
1: Oh, I kind of knew what was going to happen the second data walked in, but. Is death.
0: I was kind of hoping that every member of the senior crew would come in
1: <laughs> just be like a fifteen minute scene
0: and just be like a like a like a weird bizarre like a weird world. like uh they're in the foxhole together. Yeah. they know the bomb's dropping. they've called in the air support to kill themselves but also destroy the enemy.
1: that'd be amazing have like Riker come in and say. And admit that he's in love with Picard, and then you can just have it be a retcon because and then, you it's know, not really Riker. Wesley could be like, I've been I've been
0: trying to kill all of us. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I don't know what I was thinking. Uh, pan over and <laughs> Jordy's fucking the replicator. <laughs> <laughs> Beverly somehow chimes in from Starfleet Medical, and I have a learning disability. And <laughs> transmission. <laughs>
1: I we'll make that, <laughs> make that in in flash animation, oh, please.
5: They, you're asking probably the most difficult of all questions. Some see it as a changing into an indestructible form, forever unchanging. They believe that the purpose of the entire universe is to then. Maintain that form in an earth-like garden Which will give delight and pleasure through all eternity On the other hand, there are those who hold to the idea Of our blinking into nothingness With all of our experiences and hopes and dreams billiard a delusion Which
3: do you believe, sir?
0: What is that song in the background? Anyone, Anyone out there will email us, I'm sure Bum, 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 Considering the marvelous bum, complexity of the bum, universe, Claire Lune, is it? Clockwork perfection, its
5: balances. Of Stop this it for a second, and I'll see if I'm to play something. it for a second, and I'll see if
1: I'm gonna
0: play something. Mount, if uh, see if it's am gonna no. mm-hmm. i think it's a See how he figures out the ruse
4: We should not let ourselves die Jean-Luc
1: I agree with her Jean-Luc So dumb If only
4: half of us live Then I would rather take my chances on being one that does
3: Yes It is wrong of you to force us
4: It is wrong
1: (sighs) Go ahead there's another thing that this, this is why I have problems with Q But I have less problems with Q Than I have with this Friggin' Nagilum thing He's been studying them He knows their names Without know anybody telling him And he gets them right He can create facsimiles of them That gets them right Like 90% But then Data's gonna call him Jean-Luc Like it's just dumb I think he doesn't understand How names work then he would have made more mistakes. It's just not internally logical, story-wise. Um, like he wouldn't know how to operate an automatic door. Yeah, there's <laughs> just a, there's a lot of little things like that. It just I just don't. Yes. It was obvious very to me. Wrong.
5: Neither of you should be reacting in this way.
1: No, duh.
5: Computer, locate commander data for me.
1: And he wouldn't just make Command it so that right.
4: on
1: the <gasps> I forgot to fix that
5: not going to work na <sighs> uh, <Nagelum.
1: laughs>
3: captain we are clear we are out of the void
1: but not the story void <laughs> story void that was created um <laughs> Right, writer strikes through us. <laughs> um, uh, what was I gonna say? Also,
3: abort, auto destruct sequence. Riker, William T. Do you concur? Yes, absolutely. I do indeed concur wholeheartedly. Auto destruct, cancelled.
5: Simple, yes, would have sufficed, number one. there'd be any chance of misunderstanding.
1: And that he waits, and kind of for a second, like Picard waits until they're out. Yeah. And then he's like, well, we're not sure that it's real still. And I kind of even like that moment that it's like, ooh, is this going to be like, you know, you have to wake up from the dream twice kind of a deal? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not. It's just false. No, it's not. False tension. And then a joke from Riker. Side note: um, um, We a couple of people have written us, and we have sort of dipped into talking about sort of our perception of the lack of themes, and uh, sort of it's been saying, "Hey, can you guys talk about the themes that have, that you as you see them?" Mm-hmm. And this is another one where I'm like, "It's clearly something about death or mortality or the classic Star Trek thing about what it means to be human." Yeah, I think it's all over the place. I can't tell what it's about. Can you? It's no. something, or how we face mortality. It's like even that doesn't really land in any I think clean it's way. About, I think it's somehow about humanity. <laughs> <laughs> something uh, to do
0: with humanity. Something about humans. Human. <laughs> uh, I wish the Ferengi were in this one, and that should tell you something about how bad this episode is. Yeah, I think the Ferengi would improve it. It's so weird.
1: no Ferengi to be seen
0: listen Uh, this episode the button on the episode is so dumb
5: it would seem that we have at least one thing in common oh curiosity the point is well taken captain perhaps that is a trait we share and perhaps we shall meet again but next time it will be out here among the stars
1: where you will still be all powerful All right. Nagilam says that we, or humans, are aggressive and militant. Yes. And he's doing these weird, sadistic science experiments on them, and he's clearly arrogant. I don't like God characters that don't run in a logical fashion. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know what to tell you.
0: It's not a great episode, Andy.
1: Yeah. Is it as bad as last week? Um, no No I guess I it's don't not. think so Yeah I guess it holds together And it's at least coherent And uh, and there's not so, You know it doesn't have Troy acting Completely bonkers Right Is Troy Yeah Troy is in this one Although again They set up Troy To be like useless Essentially what, what, Let's talk about the title Yeah Where, where silence has lease It's uh, It's from a poem apparently That's what they said Okay because I, I, I looked it up independently, and I was like, "It doesn't. It's not anywhere." Um, let me see where the, what the poem is originally.
0: Earl is still going strong. Working in 2016, Earl. My God. <laughs> oh. It's the Dark War He's in Seinfeld He's in Tales from the Crypt 227 Oh, I'm Joel finding this I am just looking up Ed Bowen's
1: uh, credits Earl Bowen, rather Earl Bowen uh, Is something about Hurley And I want to see what it is ah, ah, ah. Oh, Sorry Stop it he was quite pleased with the majority of the show, although he felt the ending didn't work. He stated, what that show was to me was our guys at 3 in the morning. They hear a noise in the attic. They put a pillow over their head and go back to sleep and hope it's nothing. Actually, let me do this in Hurley's voice. <laughs> I put a pillow over my head. I go back to sleep. I hope it's nothing. They got up to find out, oh, boy, what is it? That's what the show was. I agree with it, but with you, but didn't you – weren't you running the show? <laughs> I hate to keep saying it. Monsters and creatures just didn't work. <laughs> one of the things that sometimes has to be remembered, and I forget it as much as anybody, is that you forget that there are scientists, that these are scientists out there, not soldiers. They're there to learn. Ugh. Um, All right. Look at poem. Hang on one sec. I don't care about the poem. Here it is. The title is uh, taken from a line from uh, the Robert Service poem, The Spell of the Yukon. Oh, my God. He wrote Galaxy's Child? One of my favorite episodes.
0: Maurice Hurley.
1: Interesting. Um, there's gold, and it's this is the, the passage from... You don't want to hear it. I don't care. Okay. It's as meaningless as this fucking episode is. Let's give out the MVC. All right. Folks work give out
3: (laughs) well it's the mvc yeah the mvc
2: only Matt and Andy know who it's gonna be will it be Data, Riker Troy or Dr. Rush gotta fill the time with something at least until season three
1: interesting question. (laughs) (laughs) Who does anything in this episode? (laughs) It is a serious question that has no great answer. This is why Picard will always have the edge because shy of anyone doing anything he's always made some kind of command decisions but I don't know that his command I guess he decides that that they're going to turn on the self-destruct but to me that's an absurd not an absurd solution based on what's in front of him but it's just like that's it just going to turn on the auto-destruct. Um, Riker and Worf go to the thing And they sort of explore But they don't find anything a Worf Worf has some sort of mental break (laughs) He's out Riker
0: has uh, Not a ton to do No He starts to lose it He's out
1: Pulaski kind of comes close to doing things Pulaski figures
0: out that they're a rat in a maze So a half point
1: That's something
0: Troy finally figures out there's a super intelligent life form. Half a point. Uh Uh-huh. Data does nothing. No points for Data. Uh Uh-huh. Geordi, nothing. No points for Geordi. Wesley, nothing. No points for Wesley. Picard makes the decision to set the auto-destruct sequence, which eventually leads to the Enterprise being freed. Uh Uh-huh. But is he the most valuable crew member?
1: I mean that is the thing that saves them. He does save the ship that way. It's interesting that you, you know another thing that's that's totally atypical to to trek in general here is that it's usually isn't it usually the speech about that sort of convinces the alien force I Yes guess it's not yes it yeah. usually is anyway um what uh, do you want to have the second season be? That we split up points the way you're doing, and then it'll really be a mystery who won at the oh, end. Oh God, that's going to be really something. Is that going to be frustrating? To sure,
0: you? I'm going to give I'm going to give 33 percent to Pulaski, 33
1: percent to. Why don't we split up? Excuse me, I'm doing math. Well, instead of getting that complicated, why don't we say it's two points we're giving for both of us, and we can split it up. I don't know. No, okay, that's do, even more confusing. Do, right, do what you were going to do. I'm saying that
0: each of them gets a third of a point. Okay. One total point means you've gotten one MVC. So third of a point to Pulaski, third of a point to Troy, third of a point to Picard. Uh-huh. That's my answer. Split. Three-way split on this one.
1: All right. Fair enough. I'll agree.
0: Oh, an agreement. <laughs> agreement has been struck. <laughs> I must now leave your plane of existence, for I have reached an agreement. The Andes. Or some other method of ranking. We're working on it.
1: Um, man, this was a rough one. I kind of feel like we started so buoyant in this episode, and, it, and, and just even discussing it beat us down. Sure.
0: Uh Although yeah it also it's is not... again
1: it's the end of a long working day in fairness.
0: Yeah. It, it,
1: oh my god. It's 11:20. And I was up so
0: very early to watch this episode. Yeah. Um I'm going to go ahead and give this episode
1: a 2. No. That's too high. I know this is the problem. And I think last week it Cuz we gave, went so low last time. I'm
0: giving it a 1. This episode's getting a 1. Will I ever rewatch this episode? No. Is there anything that's going to bring me back to this episode no if i'm flipping the channels and i see this episode on
1: will i watch it until the act break maybe not i mean that is the the interesting thing i think i would have i think i gave the child one and a half if i remember correctly yes you did and um i will say that there was probably more redeeming in that episode than this one Uh uh-huh so i'll also give it a one there we go that's your answer, everybody. I suppose, Andy, it's time to... You know to- what? I'm upping it to one and a half.
0: <gasps> no! I can't believe what just happened. It's because
1: unprecedented. while the child was uh, more insane, it also had more uh, interesting Things. aspects to it and little moments that were, like, entertaining. Yeah. Whereas this was more cohesive as a story, mm-hmm. but was completely dumb and boring.
0: Okay. So there you go. All right, Andy, let's uh, jump in and hear the trailer for next week's episode of Star Trek, The Next Generation.
3: Next time on Star Trek, The Next Generation. I accept your challenge, Doctor.
4: I wouldn't miss
3: it. Dr. Pulaski challenges Data to solve the Sherlock Holmes mystery in the holodeck.
2: There is your killer, (laughs) Thief
3: But the evil moriarty seizes the ship's computer the time for games is over in a ruthless plot to sabotage the enterprise on star trek the next generation
0: gotta admit not a great trailer
1: oh yeah i think uh, it had my interest all right i think you're that gonna
0: sherlock stuff i'm
1: excited about that
0: maybe you'll enjoy it maybe you won't i'm very curious to hear what you say andy me too That's also our audience is curious Tune in next week for a very exciting episode of Star Trek The Next Conversation In the meantime, I would beam out, but I don't know where those sounds went What are you looking for? Nothing are You, you want to play guitar? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> uh, Okay, Andy, go ahead, grab the guitar and have a good time
1: um, Am I ruining your bit? Did I ruin your bit? You I your stepped bit. on your bit. You stepped on my bit. You're a terrible improviser.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can tell you, what terrible
1: audio improviser.
0: <laughs> I'm describing things you shouldn't see. Andy's now sitting on my left. Uh, he's laughing into his microphone. What else are you doing? Um. Anyway, long, long episode. Tired, tired people. On behalf of Andrew. I would like to apologize for the earlier uh, jingle trying, the overuse of genie in a bottle, <laughs> the underuse of interesting clips. Uh, not our fault; just didn't happen. Uh, there weren't many interesting clips to play. No. Uh, I hope you'll come
1: back next week, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is it, we jump. Have we jumped the? the uh, I haven't the holodeck short. Sure. He's gone, finally. (laughs) This moment would have been much better. Oh, no. I came back, Andy. Oh, I was about to. What? No, I I just forgot my keys. Thanks, buddy. I'll see you later. (laughs) The maneuver I was trying to do and picking up the guitar with the the mic in my hand was far too complicated. (laughs) Yeah, like, there's a whole lot happening here. So he has to put down the microphone, pick up the guitar,
0: and then I have to, like... Hold this one and then do this. Uh huh. Upside down guitar.
1: Oh, it's a left handed guitar. Uh, About to transport out.